Welcome to another ministry podcast. There are a lot of podcasts about ministry, and this is another one. Hey, I'm Steve, and this is my podcast reflecting on ministry in a few different contexts. Please know I'm not pushing any specific political agenda or official doctrine of the church. I have my convictions about those things, and they may pop up in the course of the episode, but I'm not trying to be adversarial in any way. I just like to talk about ministry stuff. So today is our first guest episode um, got together with some friends who are also ministers in different ways. Got some uh, youth ministers, uh, a couple of senior pastors, and uh, uh, children and families minister. And uh, we just talked about our experiences um, during the 2020 coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, ministry is a lot different. Nobody, nobody that's alive right now has ever had to minister during a pandemic quite like this. So we wanted to talk about what we have seen, what we feel like has worked, what has not worked. And uh, it was great just to hang out with them and talk about our experiences. All right. So everybody doing okay? Yeah. 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 Okay, good. <laughs> so, so the idea of this is we all talk, right? We have to talk. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a podcast. Um, no, so I, I've, I've had a, I've had an idea a couple, for a couple of years. And I think I remember talking to Chad about it at least a year ago about wanting to start a podcast, just about ministry. You know, we, all of us have, have been involved in it. You know, I've, good Lord. When, when did, when did I start volunteering with you, Chad? Back in like Oh four, something like that. Oh five. Um, I, yeah, I came to New Bethel in 2003, maybe yeah. 2002, late 2002. I can't remember. So, I mean, we're coming up, I'm, I'm coming up personally on like 15, 16 years and Howie has been in here like 80 or 90 at least, right? <laughs> so, what is it, Howie? Really, like 30 plus? 30? 1989. Wow. 31 years this uh, summer. Wow. That's amazing, dude. You can retire. So 30 years is like retirement. No, I can't. Right? My wife already told me I can't afford to retire. I'm just going to uh, work till I die. Yeah. Get <laughs> two kids in college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All so, my money is going to Liberty University. Yeah, for sure. So, I just wanted to, you know, start a podcast just about experiences and, and, uh, and so I wanted to, to do a, a group, a group episode with you guys. And I'm recording this now, by the way, but, um, you know, I kind of cut a lot of this stuff off, uh, toward the beginning. So my idea was <clears throat> talking about ministry during a pandemic. Uh, there's probably not anybody alive right now. Nobody that would have ever mentored us. Uh, or maybe even would have ever mentored our mentors that have ever been through this. And so uh, I just wanted to get what our experiences have been. Um, and, you know, we can all just start off and, and I've got some suggestions that, you know, for things to talk about, but if we veer off on tangents, chase rabbits, that's fine too. Um, so first of all, I want to uh, start and I guess just let everybody intro themselves. So uh, we'll just go, uh, I guess we can go alphabetically, I guess. So uh, <laughs> would Dillard, Dillard be first, I guess? I don't know. I was going to say oldest to youngest, but, uh, you know. You're just running <laughs> in now. <laughs> so go ahead. What do you want uh, to know about? Uh, just who you are, who you are, uh, what, what, you, what you do now, like, you know, where you're, where you're at now. Um, what position, you know, what role you feel now, uh, how many years you've had in ministry 
overall, like don't just, you know, not just how many years you've been like at second Baptist or main street or whatever, but how long have you been in ministry, you know, overall? All right. So I guess I'm up. My, uh, my name's Chad Dillard. I am, uh, let's see, I've been in ministry officially since I think I started my first church in 2001. So that I'm coming up on 20. Um, did some stuff obviously before that, but, uh, been in mostly actually, um, well, we'll say mostly ministering to young people. First position I had was, I was the director of, uh, youth and music ministries at a church in Waynesville, North Carolina. But since then it's all been either youth, youth and children. And, um, current position is I'm one of three pastors here and my focus is on children. Uh, but really, honestly, mostly it's on children's leaders, uh, I, I pastor, I feel like I pastor more leaders and parents than I do really get to interact with the kiddos, uh, which kind of stinks sometimes, but, um, you pour into the people who can pour into the kids and that's what's more important. So that's what I've been doing, uh, past couple of years here at second Baptist church, Rutherfordton, North Carolina. So, uh, married coming up on the 18th anniversary on Monday. Uh, our marriage will officially be an adult. I think. Does <laughs> that, uh, that apply? I'm not sure, but I don't know. I don't know how that <laughs> we can, way to look at it, though. can vote. I don't know. Um, <laughs> two little girls. Um, one's getting ready to turn this summer. they will be 10 and uh, seven. So we're getting close enough to that. I just going to start thinking that way. So it doesn't shock me when they're actually, especially when it's turning 10. Oh my goodness. Uh, so that's kind of been my ministry context for the last 20 years or so. Young people. Awesome. One way or another. That's cool. So like some of your original people are mm. probably parents yeah. now too. Could be oh, yeah. still oh, yeah. your, still it's, the people you're ministering to just in a totally weird. different context. Yeah. The, uh, the last three church, this church and the previous two have been all, you know, you guys know in the same community, but the, the first church was a couple hours from here in Waynesville. I'm still, I'm friends with some of those kids. I've started to call them kids (laughs) on Facebook and they have kids of their own. They're grown and and that's wild, you know, and then there are a few in this context. Of course, uh, one of those kids um, is married to someone else in this. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, that's a great segue. Good segue. That is a great segue. He would be next. Yeah, so I, I married uh, the prodigy of uh, <laughs> of Chad's ministry. Um. <laughs> Let me just say, if she was the epitome of uh, the kids that I ministered to, oh my goodness, I did good. Uh, she's amazing, but they're yeah. not all didn't all quite turn out as, as good as she did. I, I wish, but okay, sorry, yeah. sorry to interrupt. No more interrupts. <laughs> you, you did well, Chad. You did well. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm kind of, uh, the, the odd bird in the group, I guess. I, um, <clears throat> am a pastor now at Main Street Baptist Church in Spindale, um, and started out as a youth pastor there, which is how I met all of you guys and got into, uh, this group. And, um, that was a, a transition that, that you guys all know about to some degree. Um, so I've been there, um, for going on four years now total. So I guess that's four years of, of ministry, vocational ministry anyway. And, uh, so I'd be the youngest, uh, of that. And I'm also not a youth pastor anymore, <laughs> but, um, I, I'll bring what I can to the table and what I'm struggling with and, and all that good stuff. 
but I am married to Mariana. We're living here, uh, but I grew up in South Carolina. Uh, went to school at Southeastern, and uh, that's my gig. Southern Baptist Church. Thank everybody. All y'all SBC think so, right? Yep. Yep. Everybody SBC. Uh, we're you know small normative. Normative is the new normative, language. Normative right. size. Group. Normally size. Uh, probably. 50 or 60 folks. Chad got to preach for us uh, back in December. Started off our mm-hmm. Advent stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, not Chad. Uh, I was about to say, when did Chad speak? I thought sorry. I was. <laughs> See, I was literally looking at Steve. I said, Chad. Um, Steve got to preach that. for us. Yeah, <laughs> the beard. <laughs> so that's me. I also like drinking LaCroix, uh, but this message is not sponsored by LaCroix. Why? So, Just why? That's why all you got. You... <laughs> There's some hairspray that tastes like a green Skittle or something. I don't, I don't get it. I tried it one time. Pample mousse. You just hadn't had pample mousse yet. <laughs> what? Like, what does that even taste like? I think it's a grapefruit hybrid. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my I'll goodness. Stick with my coffee. I'm, I'm good. Definitely, definitely a generation gap here, fellas. Um, that's okay though, Dale. I love you, man. I get to take some credit for his wife. Boy, that sounded weird. Yes. I was also <laughs> her youth minister for a while, uh, kind of the latter years. So I got to, to error correct anything that Chad had started. No, <laughs> that's right, that's right. But no. if we're both honest, uh, her, her dad's a pastor too. So he had, uh, you know, the whole okay. family turned out pretty good. Let's, let's give Stephen some credit. Fine, on fine. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, love, love Dale. Love your family, man. It's It's awesome. All right, Mr. Irvin, would you like to go? All right. All right. Yep, I'm up. Hey, guys, I'm uh, Joe Irvin. Uh, I've uh, been in ministry since uh, 2002 as far as uh, serving on a church staff. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm uh, 18 years in as far as vocational ministry, uh, bi-vocational for eight, 18 years. May I, may I add that? That's why I look like I'm 60. <laughs> But, uh, uh, but, uh, it's been, uh, it's been a really, it's been a, a really great, uh, experience all around for me. Um, uh, spent my first, uh, seven years, uh, in ministry as the associate pastor at a Chase Baptist in Henrietta, uh, over there, moved from there. Uh, and ever since then, I've been serving as the student uh, pastor at uh, Campfield Memorial Baptist Church over in the borough, over in Ellen, Ellenborough. Um, uh, so I've been there January, celebrated 10, 10 years uh, there in student ministry. Awesome. And uh, you all have been uh, uh, speaking to some, you know, seeing uh, some of, of your youth uh, grow up. Um, uh, and funny thing uh, here about two months ago uh, one of the, my first ever youth um, uh, they were in sixth or seventh grade when I got to Campfield uh, we actually voted to make them the church accountant here just a few weeks no ago uh, yeah and a uh, funny funny story uh, but uh, I remember back whenever I first met him uh, one of the first things he said is uh, Joe, one of these days, I'm going to sign your checks. And uh, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and so, well, you know, he's always been that accountant, 
numbers, money, mind frame. Uh, you know, that's just kind of the way, you know, that, you know, that's just really who he is. It's something that he's really strong in, really, really smart in. Um, uh, and I reminded him of that the night that they voted, voted him in. So yes, uh, <laughs> one of my, one of my first that's youth cool. at Camp Field are they're now signing my paychecks there. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I've been, uh, honored to, uh, be there for a while now. I've, uh, had, um, uh, several of people who I was in youth group in, uh, and my home church, uh, 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 Chase Baptist. Uh, I've got several of my fellow youth from when I was in youth group. They have actually uh, brought their kids over, and so it's 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 been cool. really really neat being able to serve them. Uh, I'm married to uh, Miss Liz. You see, we got married in 2006. So let me let me do the math on that. I guess uh, we're coming up on 14 years here in December. I uh, have uh, two wonderful kids. Uh, JJ, and, who's 10, and Miss Gabriella here, who is eight years old. And uh, that's, that's kind of the skinny of it there. All right. Mr. Mr. Lederfine, you want to tell us who, all about yourself here? Oh, boy. Uh, uh -oh. All right. My name is Howie Lederfine. I am the youth pastor at Liberty Baptist Church in the borough, Ellenborough. Um, I have been married for 29 years this coming May to my wife, Stacy. We have That's two awesome. kids, Joel, who graduated from Liberty University last year and now is a mechanical engineer for Savannah River Nuclear Site in Aiken, South Carolina. And uh, so he works for the bomb plant, as we say. That's a big deal. Uh, yeah, he loves it. Um, and then my daughter is, uh, in her third year at Liberty University, she's an acting major and a minor in uh, singing, so nice. voice. So anyway, uh, I started in youth ministry way back in 1989 as a volunteer with uh, my youth pastor. And by the summer of 1991, I was the youth director there and been doing youth ministry ever since so been doing it full time since 1994 so uh, and i've been blessed with my home church where i started at i've been blessed to have in all those years almost 31 years now just to have been in three churches so oh. and the vast majority of that has been where i'm at right now which i've been at liberty for 21 and a half years so oh my goodness that's amazing Yep. So I've been blessed. I'm in a really, really good situation. So just been a great, great situation. And, uh, this is what God called me to. So I'll keep doing it until he hands me a note and tells me otherwise. So hey, that's so good. All right. That's such a great outlook to have. Um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome, you know, with all the ministry experiences we've got here, just among us five guys, you know, we've only got a handful of churches, represented you know over, over the course of of all this experience and you hear numbers like you know the average tenure of a pastor is what's what's the number that they around a lot like 18 months or a couple of years something like that and you gotta think you know if if guys are are moving every 18 months every two years let's 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 say okay that's an average let's say even four years i mean they're really getting to a lot of different churches and you know, God may in fact be calling them 
to those that, that many different churches, but it's not often the point I'm trying to make you, you, yeah. that you see mm-hmm. this longevity uh, in ministry. And that's pretty awesome. Um, I guess I'll, I'll introduce myself now. My name's Steve. Uh, this is my podcast about ministry. Uh, if you want to hear my kind of full bio, um, you can go check out episode one. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it if you would go listen to it and give it a share. But the long and short of it is I started volunteering in youth ministry in 2004 slash five, somewhere in there, and uh, volunteered for five awesome years uh, with uh, Brother Chad Dillard, uh, who was introduced uh, earlier. And God called him into a full-time position, which I was thankful for. And I remember telling our deacons, uh, hey, I'll fill in until you find somebody. And they found somebody. It was me. God called me. And uh, so I stayed there until 2017. And uh, then uh, I've been at the church that I'm at now, Concord Baptist Church, for three years coming up, coming up on three years. So, uh, yeah, it's been really cool. And uh, it it has uh, been – and I've known, uh, you know, these guys uh, ever since – I've started in ministry pretty much. Um, I remember when Dale, uh, we went to Vermont together. I believe you and Mariana were, were you engaged at that point? We uh, had, that was right at our one year anniversary. We've been married for one year. Okay. never mind. Now. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, so you were newlyweds still. Um, and, uh, you know, we went to Vermont together and our main street Baptist went to Vermont and, and uh, I went with you guys, and it was awesome. And then it was not long after that that you that you started in the youth ministry there. And uh, yeah, I didn't even know that. Tr- I didn't know either of those churches. I didn't know anybody. There was no reason for us to have gone. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, year year later, we were moving to to Podunk Town, Spindale, North Carolina. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> big town, big town. Well, uh, the reason I wanted to uh, record this episode and, and, you know, anytime you guys, uh, you know, look, be on the lookout, be available for other guest episodes, uh, just in the future, just make yourself available, uh, if you would. And, but I want to talk specifically about, uh, ministry and what's it look like right now. Um, if you are from the future, we welcome you. I know that our ways are quaint, but, uh, right now we are in the middle of, uh, this is right at a month into the 2020 uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And so we are all in quarantine. Uh, We are practicing our social distancing, wearing masks and trying to stay safe. And uh, ministry has absolutely been affected in a lot of ways. And so that's what I wanted to focus on uh, for this episode. And so like I said, I've got, I've got some ideas, uh, but you know, if we, don't stick to this specifically. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it's not a huge deal, but first off, I want to, I want to outline some of the challenges that, that we have been facing in the last month. And this is just anybody, anybody can go as you think of something, just, uh, just go. Well, you know, uh, first of all, one thing that I learned really, really quick is that nobody wrote a book, about this, <laughs> um, right. uh, you know, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't find anything. Um, uh, and I'm sure several of us, you know, kind of tried to search 
you know, <laughs> you know, all types of different thoughts and ideas, just trying to find some, some, you know, uh, just, you know, some avenue, you know, that would be effective. And, and I think, you know, what a lot of us found ourselves doing uh, is, uh, is really playing it by ear. And, you, you know, you know, I know that there's nothing, you know, uber spiritual about that. Uh, but, you know, uh, but, you know, when I went to a school at uh, Fruitland, uh, you know, there was not a class on ministry during a pandemic. Yeah, um, that would have uh, been helpful. So, uh, you know, that would have been very helpful. <laughs> you were very right. Uh, and, and so I think what most people did is, you know, they just, you know, you know had to adapt and adjust on the fly and do so really, really quickly. Uh, and so... Uh, one thing that I am fortunate of is uh, I've got a wife, Miss uh, Liz. Uh, she has been doing social media live stuff for a for several years now, selling her paparazzi jewelry. I'll plug her um, uh, paparazzi nice. by Liz. Small town bling. Check it out on Facebook. By all you <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, uh, but uh, my my wife had all of the social media live stuff, all of the lights and tech and all of that stuff. Uh, and so, you know, I was a little bit of, of a leg up. Uh, one thing that I found out uh, is, uh, uh, is my wife used to ask me to join her on her live stuff, try to help her <laughs> sell some jewelry. And I, was, and I was always a little shy, you know, about getting on there on mm -hmm. social media. Uh, and I overcame that really, really quickly. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, but, you know, that's kind of the short of it. I'll, I'll let some other guys chime in. Okay. I would Who just else? say um, what this is really kind of in a personal way challenged me is, you know, you really get back to why do we do what we do and what's most important. Um, we, um, we really are very fortunate and it's uh, something I've been learning at this new position, this new church that I had sort of allowed myself to get away from. Um, is really about it's about the people that we serve and and really trying to, to help you know just make connections with them it's about relationships and so we just said okay well we can't be together so how can we focus on those relationships and we really put an emphasis on just making those connections over um, all the the um, ways that we could produce something and so um, we all just said all right we're going to make sure we stay in touch and, and reach out to people and make sure everybody's okay. And so um, it really helped me overcome some of the, um, what's the word, uh, you know, that whole, um, I want to make something great to put out there. Right. Um, the idea of, you know what, that's not our emphasis. It's okay if it's not great. And uh, so instead of trying to, to match up and meet, there, there's some there's some big churches in our greater area that have these great production teams. I'm not gonna name any of them, but um, within a couple hours from here, I'm not competing with that. You know, yeah, I can't. Yeah. And um, we so we just said we're not even gonna try. We're just gonna make sure we stay in touch with as many people as we can. And even that has been a challenge for me. Uh, one because of the two little girls that I mentioned earlier. Um, we're <laughs> you know, doing school at home. And so uh, my wife is a nurse with the health department. And if there's ever been a public health uh, crisis, it is a pandemic like this. So she's been pretty 
tied up. And so I've also been um, trying to help the girls with their work and also trying to make phone calls and um, that kind of thing. Now we have been making some videos. Uh, that's one of the things we've been doing. Uh, I've been doing, we've been doing is making videos with, uh, um, for Sunday school and some stuff to connect with our, our kids. But uh, that, like I said, that, that hasn't been the emphasis. That's been sort of a bonus and really just trying to make sure that our emphasis is on um, making phone calls and making sure people are, are okay through all this meeting needs that, need, that can be met and uh, that kind of stuff. So. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Any challenges? I'll uh, sure. You want to go? You want to go? You go ahead, Howie. Okay. All right. Well, Joe, you said you had one leg up. I didn't have any legs under me. <laughs> Man, I was just – I'm shooting in the dark when it came to this stuff. So, uh, first of all, uh, I'm a bit of a dinosaur, and so it was a big learning curve for me. I mean, you're talking about a guy who still writes his notes for his messages and talks – and then once I've taken my notes and I turn around and I rewrite it and get it all polished up looking, I don't type it up because if I type, I type like this. <laughs> so um, anyway, I'm a bit of a dinosaur. So uh, big learning curve for me. Uh, had not done much live stuff, really nothing like that at all on social media. You know, got a Facebook page, done stuff like that, posted videos and things like that, but never to this extent. So this was all, uh, new to me and I had to learn really quick. Thanks to Steve. You know, I, um, I hooked up with Steve and he gave me some tips and some things. And then I did some research, you know, just went online, started looking what, what everybody was using. So figured out that and, uh, started going with it. I'm, I'm not polished. I'm goofy. Um, <laughs> And I've just decided I'm going to be me. That's how you make it this long in youth ministry. You got to how, how he does it. That's right. Every, I mean, I go back and look at the videos that I do each day. I watch a few minutes of it and I go, my goodness, you are goofy boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, I just, I don't know. Anyway, that's just me. That's just me. Um, in some ways, it's gotten busier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, because, yeah. yep. um, you know, our staff, we want, we're trying to do as much as we can to, to maintain the connection. You know, I'm sure you guys have heard that a lot of the, the concern a lot of times, especially on the pastoral's end, pastoral end of this is, you know, um, how many of our members are going to come back when the doors reopen, you know, are yeah. we going to lose some, uh, or, or what? And yeah, that's a concern. I'm not sitting here wringing my hands over it. You know right. what? God's got it. He's in mm -hmm. control. But I am going to do everything I can to try to stay connected to my kids. Yeah. And so we've, yeah. been, we've been putting a lot of stuff out there. That requires more study, mm -hmm. you know, more preparation mm -hmm. to yeah. get things ready. So I'm, I'm doing three, three things a week. I'm doing a Monday evening uh, Facebook Live. Then I'm doing a Wednesday night Zoom where I get, get to see my kids. And then I'm doing a Friday evening Facebook Live. The Facebook Lives are a little more or less formal, very short. 20 to 30 minutes and then the zoom uh, I went ahead and bought the first level of zoom because I was getting to 40 minutes and I mean, I was saying amen and it was cutting me off. So, yeah. I mean, so yeah. it was too tight. So I bought the first level of zoom. Now I can go as long as I want. Nice. So that, that's where we are, you know, just kind of working through this. I'm still in a learning curve in it. Just to be honest with you guys, I'm still 
you know, that first week or so, man, I was downloading all kinds of articles and looking at things about you know, how to make our Zooms and other things secure. Steve, again, helped yeah. me a lot with that. That worked to a T, Steve, by nice. the way. Thank you. So um, we've had no issues there. So um, just a matter of learning to do all of this. Um, it does make it nice that uh, from what we understand that CCLI has kind of laxed their licenses right now and allow us to do you know, some stuff with music and stuff like that. Uh, although I'm doing all my stuff on the guitar anyway, so it's live. So not much issue there, but it helps the church out that we can play some music from CDs and sing because CCI has laxed their, their, their laws right now. So anyway, that's where we're at. Awesome. Awesome. What about you, Dale? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're, do, we're doing all of the, uh, streaming stuff as well. Uh, we had a little bit of a hand in that before this happened. So we right. had some familiarity with it and, uh, that's, that's not been too big of a struggle. Uh, it's obviously weird as you guys know, it's, it's, you know, Joe was sharing, it takes, you know, learning curve and getting, getting used to being comfortable just talking to a camera or, or whatever. But, um, you know, for, for, for my context, it, you know, I, I, I was talking to, um, you know, older uh, church member um, over the phone this week. And I just said, you know, how, how, how's things going? How are you handling things, you know? And, you know, what, what kind of, are you anxious? Are you stressed? You know, how are you? And, and she just said, I'm bored, right? <laughs> so, well, if bored is the worst that you are, then, then we're okay, I guess. We can deal with bored. Yeah. Um, but I do worry about the people who are losing income, mm -hmm. um, who really are crippled with fear, you know, this is, this is opportunities for the church to really stand out. And so trying to think creatively about that and, uh, and, and really unique challenges for you guys as, as youth pastors too. I mean, uh, with the, the seniors and, and their, um, their changing. And I mean, I, I really worry, um, for, for, for you guys. And, and I mean, that's, that's a hard ministry right now, uh, for, for sure. So, um, those are some, some things I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've, it's, it's been the same, you know, shared for everybody that's involved in ministry, whether they're just a, a Sunday school teacher, you know, who just, uh, uh, there's a, a, a great couple, um, that teaches our youth group on Sunday mornings on for Sunday school, which I am thankful for because it's the first time in what, nine years that I was able to actually meet with people my own age during a time on Sunday morning and we could talk, you know, it was like a, my own Sunday school class. I actually got to have Sunday school class uh, instead of having to teach, which I love teaching. And I, and I, I'm, I'm, I guess, officially their assistant. Uh, I fill in for them, but, but they um, love our youth group and the youth group loves them. And they have been, you're just concerned about reaching everybody, just staying in touch. Uh, and I think that's probably been the biggest challenge that, that everybody I've talked to and including myself uh, have seen, you know, we, we all have already, we already all have those people that we care about that are on the fringe. Um, you know, we, we, every, all of us, every church has a core group, you know, those that you, that you are, you know, unless they're sick or something crazy is going on, they're going to be there, you know, uh, and, and then you've always got those that are, you know, on the, on the fringe or outliers. And it's concerning that now 
they don't have a reason as much to come to to church to come to youth meeting um and so you know worried about those uh being um just kind of drifting away yeah is, is anybody else worried of, i mean this just be you know honest i guess here is anybody else worried about once we do go back how many folks are going to be used i think we're going to be in this long enough to get used to it you know yeah. what i mean yeah um i saw a, a post um at some point an article when all this started and it was a it was sort of an open letter to uh, college professors but i think it the the sentiment is for us too and the sentiment the the thing was Dear college professors, please don't do too good a job in your online classes, <laughs> um, because if, the, if if this is too good and too well done, will we want to go back to what we really need? And that's actually being in the same room together, you know, and you yeah. think about that. I know there are people who ta- who've had online classes, uh, done their whole degree online, and then I know there are people who do um, in the classroom, and I'm not knocking anybody, but I know I've found a lot of value from being in the same room with people right. um, in many of those classes that I just don't think you could get in, in, online. And, and that's what I think we're missing with all this. We can do all, all we can do. We can put together amazing things. Um, but it's that connection of being in the same room that I'm longing for. And I, yeah. I, I think people are longing for too, but I just can't help but think there's going to be a, a percentage of our, our churches who, um, are going to get maybe a little too used to, to the comfort of being in your own home and not having to go and do and be, you know, and, and there's such value in being together that I hope they, they will um, recognize the need for and come back. But I honestly have this fear that there's going to be people who are like, no, I think, especially in, in my setting, we, we, we've, um, our worship services have always been, or not always, but for the past several years been live streamed. Um, and we're just using that same platform and putting together shorter um, services that are edited. And um, so once we go back, anybody who's gotten used to just watching us uh, through, through that is just going to be able to live stream from home, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which is great when you can't get here. But what happens when you can and then you choose not to? And right. I just have this kind of... Um, I don't know if fears the right word anxiety about what that might, how that might affect everything. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder at the, the amount of virtual churches that, that may pop up. I know there are, there are a few out there. There's a couple. Um, I know there's a, I think it's Instagram church, Instagram live church or something like that. It, it was around even before all this, but I wonder how many other more virtual churches will pop up and, um, you know, I don't, how, how effective is that? I really don't know. Um, you know, the, the generation of kids, our kids, you know, this is technology is easy for them. They've had it, you know, and my kids are, uh, 11 down to four, you know, tablets and technology. My kids play Fortnite and they they know how to turn it on by themselves and connect by themselves. And yeah, so for them, yeah, it's not intimidating for them. And, and, and it may even be preferable, but like Chad said, is it really beneficial? And I don't know. I think a lot of that's going to remain to be seen. I'm, so, not convinced, I'm not convinced that ministry is going to look the same when we get back together. Yeah, absolutely. We may, but it may take a while and to get there. But I, me and my, me and our children's ministry were talking today and, you know, we may be in for some changes. 
Yeah. I mean, of course, if we were ever wanting a time to implement change, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we were we were talking about that the other day. We've been for a while, sort of on the border of of needing an, another worship service just for parking and space and those kinds of things. And when we come back to this, we're definitely not going to have the space because <laughs> everyone's going to want some distance. Yeah. So if we're ever going to change yeah. our uh, service times, this this is the opportunity to yes. do that for sure. Mm-hmm. But the other part of that too is we've also sort of looked at uh, our live stream as a another service. When you talk about numbers, like how many people were in attendance for this service, this service, and then how many people watched us online, right. it's almost the equivalent of, of one service. So we almost right. had three services if you look at it that way. And this is definitely going to be maybe even a, a second congregation, you know, a, a digital I don't know. I don't know the, the verbiage you're going to put. We're going to put behind it, but I think when we come out of this, you know, we're going to listen back to this in three years and laugh at all the things we're saying <laughs> right now. But, but that's where we're at right now. Those of you who are in the future, as Steve said, we we're trying to figure this out. And uh, if I said it, if if I'm right, I said it first. There you that's go. Right. <laughs> Chad Miller, 2020. If I'm wrong. Who am I? You know, who am I? <laughs> Well, uh, guys, uh, one thing that is, you know, absolutely sure, and, you know, this is, you know, to uh, uh, reaffirm what several of you have already said, um, uh, yes, church is going to be different. You know, it is going to absolutely change, uh, and largely because after this, our world is going to absolutely change. The world isn't going to look the same. Um, uh, You know, uh, I had... Uh, uh, talk uh, with a good friend of mine just the other week, and you know he even asked me this. He said, "Joe, you know after all of this, are 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 men even going to shake hands anymore? Mm. You know when we go to church, are we going to have that time where we greet? You know, you know, am I going to be able to uh, look a man in the eye, shake his hand? You know, you know, give hugs like we like we used to? Uh, and so you know, you know, I think." to echo everyone, you know, everything is absolutely going to uh, change. And, and also to uh, echo uh, you guys as well, you know, I think we are all really, really anxious to just see what's going to happen after this. Um, uh, uh, but uh, even, even above that, one thing that I'm trying to, to use this as is, you know, looking at some, some, some things that I might keep, uh, some things that I might continue uh, to uh, do, uh, uh, I go live three times a week. Um, uh, I hop on uh, Sunday evenings, and uh, Sunday evenings uh, is just a real quick uh, CNBC youth update. You know, we just uh, hop on there, talk about what's going on in and around the church. Right now, uh, uh, a youth camp is still up in the air, and so I give them an update on, on that, share a, a really quick uh, uh, devotional word on Sunday night. Uh, and then Wednesday night we do uh, what we call uh, youth group live, um, uh, you know, uh, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, and but uh, probably one thing that I'm for sure going to keep uh, is uh, I've started on Monday evenings we do our youth group Zoom uh, meetings. Uh, and so uh, I, I really think that once we get on the other side, you know, of this. Um, uh, you know, those youth group Zoom hangouts, you know, which is, you know, what we call it, you know, that's probably something that we're going to uh, keep. That's one thing uh, that I've gotten a lot of feedback, you know, from moms and uh, dads, uh, you know, as far as, you know, 
And it's almost like now we are meeting them on their turf. You know, this uh, social media live video chat thing is something you know, that, you know, they've been you know, doing for a long time and several of us have been involved in it some, but only as we need to. But, uh, you know, this was, and now this uh, pandemic event reaffirms it's, it's, it's a way of life for, for them. Uh, and so that's definitely been an eye opener for for me. And so you know, we're definitely going to keep our Zoom hangouts, you know, far after this thing is gone, uh, far after this thing is uh, over, uh, as well as my my uh, Sunday night uh, updates, because I know uh, fellow uh, youth guys can agree. Uh, I have parents all the time asking me. You know what time is this? Where are we going here? I'm like I told them at youth group. You know, <laughs> you know they they have this information, but uh, you know we'll share at youth group about upcoming events and dates and what they need to bring and uh, and you know moms and dads, you know are like what are we supposed to bring? How much does this cost? Um, uh, and uh, you know. I think I'm going to keep that that Sunday night update where we just hop on, you post it, uh, and everything that's up and coming right there for 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 people to uh, come back and watch. Good idea. That has been one um, kind of upside. <clears throat> there are no announcements right now. It's yeah. just kind of <laughs> yeah. hey, yeah. Um, we're doing uh, everything that that we were going to do, then <laughs> we're going to do it again next week and. Um, yeah, so come back. That yeah. meeting that we're that that get together, that dinner, that no, it's not happening. Never mind. No, nope, um, nope. yeah. <laughs> Bingo. No, nope, no ski trip. No. Never mind. Now that is one thing that you know uh, Joe mentioned about camp. You know, um, I know uh, like how we usually do kind of your own. You 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 program your own camp, right? Um, this year we had decided to do a focus on missions, and uh, we were taking. Uh, eighth graders are rising freshmen and up to Puerto Rico. And that has been a huge undertaking, lots of work and commitment and fundraising. And uh, the, the people have been awesome. The church has been amazingly supportive as they always have been. Um, and as of right now, it's still on go, right? We are still planning to go to Puerto Rico with the Baptist state convention well, or North Carolina Baptist um, in at the end of July, I really hope it still goes. You know, now they've made a commitment that if it if something uh, if they do have to cancel, there they we will receive a full refund, which is amazing. Uh, and you know, we'll just have to figure out what we're going to do after that. You know, do we re up for next summer and just you know go ahead and, and take that and turn it right back around and sign up for for next year? Do we do something totally different with it? I don't know. So, you know, decision we we'll have to make as churches, but you know, a lot of us plan months and months and months ahead. And, you know, when we were planning this for me personally, when we were planning, you know, this big summer activity back in August, September, this was nowhere even close on the radar. So how has this affected any like long range plans for you guys? Well, I'll speak to that first. Um, for us right now, we're still, um, we're still on go. Um, the word that we've received, we're, we do our camp down at Garden City Chapel by the sea, down in Garden City Beach, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And uh, from all from all indicators, it looks like that governor is trying to open up as reasonably possible 
uh, as he can. Uh, so the indicators that we're getting is that right now it's a go that that camp is going to be open. I've got four or five of my students actually that are working there this summer. And they said the staff has already told them unless they hear otherwise did a report down there May 15th. So they're intending to open. And so we're still planning on doing our camp. So right now we're good, but I, I, I was on like the youth ministry Facebook page for nationwide youth ministers. And I think mm-hmm. some of those guys were already chiming in saying that few, some of the huge camps have already canceled yeah. Yeah. for June and all of that. So yeah, all June huge camps and we're, we're anticipating the July ones to, to say something here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know. I, I believe I'm just trying to think, um, I think uh, local to us crossroads summer camp, Clayton Kings, big one down in Anderson. I believe their first week has already been canceled, but I don't know about anything else. I did see uh, what's one of the other big camps. Um, is it, It's like CIY move. I think maybe really? something like that. Uh, they, they have get, have put together like an online, not, not an online, a, like a, a almost like a prepackaged camp. You know how like you get, you buy like prepackaged Bible school stuff. Like they're doing like a youth camp kind of version of that uh, for churches to buy. And so you can kind of put it on yourself locally. Speaking of Bible school, the children's pastor here, uh, <laughs> our oh, kids yeah. camp got canceled and um, we're kind of in a holding pattern with VBS. We had planned to do it in uh, mid to late July. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal here. We usually have a hundred to 150 kids. So yeah. we're trying to figure that out. Um, and the new word just came down from the governor today as we were right before we recorded this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure over the weekend, my uh, VBS leaders will have a conversation. We're, here's something I'm excited about, though, is one of the options that we have is uh, this idea of a backyard VBS. And basically what we would do would be take the big thing we would do and t- put it into 10 small packages and ask folks to volunteer to take it and do VBS in their community. Yeah. That might be better. (laughs) You know, Uh, we always talk about taking the gospel to people Mm -hmm. instead of expecting them to come under our steeple. So uh, we're, that's, and that's a one, something we're, we're really big about here at second Baptist anyway, is trying to make sure that people understand that, you know, I think Steve, you spoke to it um, several times last podcast you did last episode that if you're a Christian, you're a minister. I yeah. listened. See, I was Dude, thank you. There you go. Yes. You're my man. You're my <laughs> so, <main> man. <laughs> uh, but that's something I, I kind of get excited about that. That might be an option. The other option that people have talked about is virtual Bible school to where um, we get, we ask people to register and they come and get a box or we take a box to them. And then we use the platforms we already had that we're putting our services out to, to uh, do the worship rally and maybe have our craft leaders, for instance, uh, record the instructions to the crafts and they do it and ask folks to do it in their own homes. Um, those are probably going to be one of one of those two ways the way VBS is going to look for us this year. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we're going, they may re- um, uh, ease the restrictions by mid July, but I don't think it's going to be time enough for us to get all of our, you know, hundred or so adults who it takes to pull off of VBS together and trained and ready. So we're, we're, you know, everything's different. Everything is everything. different, better or worse. Everything's different. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's any question about that. I think that may be one unseen benefit of all this. You know, we, I know, I know, I know all of you guys, cause I know I've known you for a long time and uh, um, 
we all want our students to go and, and do Christian things. Like we want them to go evangelize. We want them to invite their friends to youth group. We want them to, to give their testimony to their friends and we teach them strategies and, and ways to do this. And, um, you know, this may, you know, kind of have the, the great unseen benefit of people stepping up and saying, okay, I know I've needed to do this. I know I need to talk to my neighbor about this. You know, I know I need to share this, uh, to share Jesus with my friends. And maybe this will be a catalyst for that, you know, getting, yep. getting the gospel out into uh, getting, letting go of the ministry in a lot of ways. And, you know, we kind of may be forced into it and that's not a bad thing. Well, I'm uh, on that uh, note, one thing, and, you know, you know, I think this is a positive thing, uh, but uh, I have, you know, learned that, uh, you know, the uh, youth group uh, studies that I, I do um, uh, are reaching far more people, uh, you know, via these uh, social media lives uh, than they, than they ever have, you know, in a closed, you know, church youth room uh, setting. Um, uh, you, you know, you know, I'm not getting like an astronomical number of people viewing, uh, but, uh, the people viewing our youth group lives where we open up the word of God and study, um, uh, you know, it's probably three or four times, you know, you know, what I would have, you know, within my youth group on, on a, a Wednesday night setting. Um, uh, and so, uh, you know, so, so like you said, you know, we're all trying to uh, see, you know, what's, you know, working well and trying to find out what's good uh, about this. Um, uh, one thing that I love is that, you know, social media has become absolutely uh, flooded with the word of God, you know, absolutely. men of God, you know, you can hear men of God from all over the world all over the the uh, uh, states and because so many are are, are getting on there and, and sharing the word uh, of god and so you know social media is definitely being used being taken advantage of mm -hmm. um uh and uh the word is you know going uh further almost in a sense going going further than it ever has and so you know that's kind of a you know bright side for us Absolutely. Uh, I, I want to ask uh, my pastor, Travis Laughlin, uh, he, he jumped in. Hey, I, I didn't know if he was going to be able to make the call or not, but he ended up making, jumping in. And, and I wanted to, him to speak on this specifically uh, that our, we have been uh, live streaming to YouTube um, and, uh, and hosting kind of using YouTube as a, as a, 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 a a, re a repository. I almost said suppository. I'm not going to lie <laughs> as a repository <laughs> for content that then we can share out to Facebook and stuff. Not a suppository repository <laughs> a library. That would uh, be an experience that dude. <laughs> but I want uh, Pastor Travis, if you can kind of speak to, um, uh, and, and I think you and I remember we had, we had a conversation about this, the, how, YouTube is, is reaching more people than, than we normally would have. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you look at Facebook and you look at YouTube, uh, the numbers on Facebook sometimes can be a little deceiving, uh, with the, how many views, because obviously it, it shows if somebody views it for three seconds, boom, it, it shows a hit, you know, on Facebook. But 
when you go to YouTube, it shows, um, you know, if, if someone views it for at least 30 seconds, then it shows a hit. So that that's perhaps a little bit more of an accurate view of how many people are actually viewing those videos. Um, but man, it's, it's just been a great thing because we've used, we've been able to use YouTube uh, or just live streaming through, through YouTube and then posting a link to Facebook. Um, we've been able to use it for kids videos, you know, to kind of keep kids involved as well, you know, giving them a challenge to do throughout the week, uh, uh, some kind of service project that they may need to do. You know, one of the, one of the videos they had, they were challenged to, uh, do some kind of a service and we showed, you know, washing the feet, uh, how Jesus and talked about how Jesus washed his disciples feet. And we've been kind of doing some series of, of videos leading up, you know, as it, as it got to, um, Palm Sunday and then into Easter, you know, so the, the videos kind of built upon one another where kids were looking forward to, and, and I'm getting texts and calls from parents and, uh, people are asking us whenever, whenever they see us, you know, when's the next video about, you know, you riding the donkey or, or whatever, you know, it may, may be out, you know, so doing a little video, little short, you know, videos to keep the kids engaged and keep the parents engaged as well. And just, um, giving them ways to serve throughout. It's just been a, a neat thing to see the, the number of people actually going and watching these services. The good thing that's happened too is families, who uh, family members of church members who wouldn't normally see a worship service or who wouldn't normally even uh, go to a worship service where they're at, maybe they're in a totally different state. You know, we've got a family in our church who has, has other family in New York. They don't go to church. They're, I don't, I don't think they're even believers, but some of them are tuning in to our worship service to hear the gospel and and that goes back to what joe was saying i mean the, the social media is just getting flooded uh with the gospel and so that's it, that's been a good thing you know there there has been several good things come out of this right absolutely absolutely uh yeah that's another you know uh, another unseen benefit is access um we one of the guys that he's talking about uh joe he's a, not joe Irvin. joe uh the other joe joe reagan yeah. Um, he's actually able to join us for like our midweek services and he's a truck driver. Usually he's out of, out of town, out of state. And uh, so he's actually able to join in for our midweek services lately. And that's, that's been really cool. Um, yeah. So we may, I mean, we've even talked about continuing doing some kind of zoom perhaps even in our regular midweek service when all this ends, just so the ones who are traveling throughout the week, you know, and I got some of my deacons that travel a lot, you know, they could be a part of the Wednesday night Bible studies if they want to, you know, yeah. in the evenings. Yeah, um, I, I would, I hope that happens. I would encourage you guys. I, we, uh, you know, like I said earlier, we've been live streaming here for a long time and I can tell you multiple people who before this, um, just some folks who had to move away for, you know, for job reasons or um, a lady who, um, got married and her husband was in Greenville. So she went to Greenville and she misses us, but she is able to, and this other couple and several folks are able to still worship with us through our live stream. And they can't, I mean, every time we speak to them, they, they rave about that opportunity. And so I think that's going to be the story that we hear at, coming out of this too, is if, if those who now sort of our hand was forced to figure out what it, what it would take to be on YouTube live streaming mm -hmm. or Facebook live or whatever, keep doing that yeah um 
and that sort of goes, you know, with what I said earlier is how many people are going to be okay with just that to stay mm -hmm. online and not come back physically in person. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it, it's going to, it's just different. I don't know. I don't have answers. Yeah. I'm kind of trying to bring a, a tie ribbon on what I'm saying, but there's, there's no real pretty ribbons to bows to put on it right now. Yeah. Uh, and is, is that okay? You know, right. is it okay if say, I don't know, say, say there's a family and they view second Baptist or, or liberties or main streets live stream every Sunday. And then, you know, as a family, they still do Bible studies together. Maybe as a family, they do mission stuff together. I mean, is that okay? I don't know. Uh, I would love to have a family like that in our church, helping encourage other families to do similar things. But if that's something they decide to do, you know, how many, how many, how many parents are going to start homeschooling even after all this is over because they've mm -hmm. had to and they found out, Hey, I actually kind of like this. Not, not me. Many. <laughs> Probably not many. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, you know, there may be some. Yeah. And there may be some who were homeschooling who are going to send them back. I don't know. <laughs> that may happen too. Um, well, I can say that I am super fortunate. Um, I have a, a mom and dad who are retired and they do our homeschooling for us right now. And that sounds like a very bougie, like upper class thing to say. And uh, it's all them. It's not, it's nothing good about me. They're just amazing. And, uh, and, and my kids actually listen to them better than they do me anyway. So it's probably better for my kids too. <laughs> so, and plus, you know, my wife uh, works for a government agency and both of us are working at home and she is under uh, HIPAA compliance and confidentiality and all this sort of stuff. And, and her job is super hard and there's no way any of it's getting done if the kids are at home. Uh, because I, all the time I can say as much as I want, Hey, ask me if you need anything, come to me, come to me. And they always go to mommy first, right? It's just cause she's prettier than I am and I don't blame them. So a lot of challenges, um, that we faced. How many, uh, I want, I want you guys to talk for a minute about, um, and we may have, we may have already mentioned this, uh, and I, I feel like it's kind of been woven throughout our conversation so far. Uh, what are some wins, uh, that you've seen? Maybe, maybe even unexpected. Like you were like, mm, I don't, I didn't see this coming, but it's actually been a good thing. And I, I feel like we've talked a little bit about it already, but if there's anything else that you wanted to mention specifically, uh, we could talk about that. Well, it's been mentioned already that, uh, you know, you're able to reach out to more people, you know, I think it was Joe that was talking about, you know, uh, people that normally wouldn't tune in or listen have been doing that. So that's been nice. Um, the other thing I've liked is some of my kids that I would consider fringe kids. I have found that they've been fairly regular in checking in, that's you know, awesome. and watching. I I don't know about y'all. And I was going to ask the question here. I don't want to change the direction, but maybe we can come back to it in a minute, but I've been trying to track how many of my kids are checking in you know, on those things. Now it's, it's a little challenging to figure out who and how many, but I've been doing the best that I can going back and look at the number of likes or the number of, uh, and looking at exactly who liked and comments and on zoom, I'll go back and write down who it is. And I've been kind of keeping roll and it's given me an idea of 
of who's who's there. But we'll get back to that in a minute. But I think one of the benefits is that uh, you know we've been able to reach out to more people. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Howie, I wonder in that vein, how many of this, this is kind of, I'm, I'm geeking out on this kind of stuff, but how many of this is, uh, we have a lot of kids who maybe are a little more introverted and come into a wild and crazy, highly attended youth group is way less appealing than mm -hmm. getting to sit in their own bedroom and interact through a screen. Absolutely. You know, and maybe not just the introversion, extroversion kind of thing, but that's, they're comfortable that like Steve said earlier, that's what this generation is. Their, their, their native language is digital, you know? Yeah. And so they're way more comfortable typing in a comment or, um, you know, throwing up an emoji than they are actually opening up in a real conversation face to face. Yeah. I don't know that that's a good thing. I don't know that it's a bad thing. Right. Um, but I know for a, another positive for me is that it's this old guy, it's forced me to learn some things about media and how to <laughs> yeah, use it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, here's a, a quick, not so heavy positive. We saved $11 a month as a church. Um, yes. The live stream stuff we had been doing. Yeah. Uh, we had we just had the same plan for so long and we asked our IT guy, we were like, Hey, what if, what would it take for us to be able to, and we had a couple of things we wanted to be able to do with it. And he goes, let me check into it. I got a text this morning and he said, we're paying $11 less a month. And I was like, than we were before and we got more stuff. So we have more analytics and right. the ability to schedule things ahead of time and are actually paying $11 less. How does that work? I don't know. Well, hey, <laughs> go God. So, while we're on that and how and howie i think that's amazing that you've got more of your friends kids kind of tuning in and i think it definitely has something to do with the extroversion there uh there's one uh, young young girl in my group in particular that i feel like has been more receptive uh lately um she's just she she normally just comes to sunday school uh she's just very very intelligent super intelligent way smarter than me uh which isn't saying a whole lot but uh super intelligent and, and always is kind of throwing up walls whenever I go to talk to her, you know, she'll, she'll talk to me, but uh, I feel like during this time uh, she's been more receptive and maybe it's just because she's more comfortable uh, because she's just at home all the time and that's where she likes it. Um, I, well, I, I, let me, yeah. Go, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I love the idea uh, and it's something I haven't done. I've, I guess mentally I've been doing it, but I need to be more concrete about it and more uh, intentional about, you know, tracking, you know, who's, who, am, who am I not reaching right now just because I haven't seen them? Who have I not yeah. uh, had, had an interaction with uh, as often? And here's the reason why I've been doing that because I wanted, first of all, I wanted to see, um, who I needed to be reaching out to outside of these broadcasts because, uh, and what I'm seeing, and I need to clarify that I've had a few, a couple here and there, fringe kids, not a lot of them, but a couple, like we got one girl that's the newest kid in our youth group. Her family started coming just a couple of months ago, mm -hmm. but she's been watching some, but I haven't necessarily, I've seen her name pop up, but I haven't seen her video. Well, last night in the Zoom class, she actually came on with her video. So I thought that was a, a thing. And so she's been one of our fairly new ones. But the thing that the thing that I'm seeing as I'm taking this attendance as best I can is what I'm finding out is, is my core group at church is basically the core group I'm seeing online also. 
and and a little bit more. But you know, out of um, X number of kids that I'm I've got in my youth group that I would consider pretty much active, um, there's still a percentage of that that have not checked in at all or not leaving any indicators yeah. that they've checked in one time. Yeah. Those are the kids I'm concerned about. Yeah. And now I'm going, okay, I've already sent out a message to all of them, just encouraging them to check in. And, you know, some of them can go online and look later, you know, cause we post it, we're posting everything to our Facebook page, even the zoom videos I'm posting on the Facebook page later. Right. And I tell them click a like, cause that at least lets me know that you're checking in. And, you know, I don't want to be, um, hounding you or anything if you are watching them but just not leaving an indicator so i said so let me know yeah that way at least i know because there are some kids that i would consider fringe kids that i've heard nothing from since it started and yeah. those are the kids that i need to make some kind of effort to reach out to and make a connection there so yeah and those, those are the kids that are tough to reach normally right you know, they, right. they were they were hard to reach a couple months ago yeah. and now doubly so yeah because they can just ignore you you know like <laughs> it, it, it still <laughs> it amazes me that i can get a text or i can see hey you know this kid posted something a minute ago and i can like send them a text hey hope everything's <laughs> going okay and get zero response i know you got your phone in your hand right Been now <laughs> right yes <laughs> oh my gosh yes. All right. Um, so what about, uh, just, uh, you know, I, you guys, you tell me, we, I, I know I've been in groups with you guys before, uh, when we, we meet at Ingalls on Tuesday nights, hopefully, man, I hope we can meet together, uh, after all this is over. I know big tears. Um, yeah. but I know we could go on and on and on. If you guys need to need to take off, you know, cause we're over kind of the hour that, that we had, that I had intended, um, uh, but if you guys need to take off, you know, just please let me know and, and thank you for coming. But uh, I do want to talk about a couple of other things or get your, get your intake on a couple of other things. What are, um, or have there been any, uh, any surprises that you've seen? I know we've mentioned fringe kids uh, popping, you know, popping in a little bit more. Uh, anybody, any other surprises? What about from, uh, we've talked a lot about youth and kids. What about from our senior pastors? on here uh have there have you seen any any things that maybe you were like oh well i didn't didn't think about that happening or uh either either good or bad from the senior staff i'll speak to perhaps one of the one of the difficulties that we've had um or i guess it, it has been a surprise um never really saw coming because we never have really ran into the issue before mm. is just how difficult some of the decisions have been um, yeah. going through this. Um, you know, when you got truly mixed opinions um, and very valid, legit, um, you know, you can see both sides and, and I'm not talking like a, a, a majority and then we make the decision. I'm talking about just split, split opinions, you know, mm -hmm. with, with staff and with deacons. And then at least coming from a senior pastor side or a pastor side, just you got to make a decision and enroll with it. And knowing that 
you know, <laughs> there's going to be some people that don't agree and some people do agree, but I love you anyways. This is what we're rolling with. You know, I got, you know, mixed opinions and, and we've, I guess the surprise is, is just having to deal with that because we never really, you know, normally, at least when it comes to deacons and staff, man, if you at least don't have a majority, then it's not worth pursuing. It's not worth, not worth rolling with. But Mm -hmm. in these situations, you've, we've just had to make decisions uh, regardless of whether there was mixed opinions or not. Right. Um, you mean the people that wrote, helped write the bylaws of your church didn't foresee a global pandemic coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> surprise, surprise. That's <laughs> where we were a couple of weeks ago. We had it was it was a decision that we felt pretty confident would have passed if we'd have put it to a vote. I mean, easily, but you can't just move. It was a, it was a lot of money and a lot. It was it was a big decision. Right. But now is the time we needed to do it. And so what do you do? And so we, we actually mailed out ballots. I mean, what else are you going to do? Wow. Yeah. You know, you'd say come and gather in groups of 10 or less <laughs> every right. you know, 30 minutes. I don't know. Hey, Zoom conference. But, you know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Raise well, your right hand. Our society has, in the last year or so, has set us up for this situation that we're in because our society has gotten very much – um, opinion, uh, and you know, they're just all over. If you make a comment that they don't like, they're going to very much let you know it yes. anymore. And because that has exploded, it, it makes it more difficult in some ways for us, um, to, to what you're talking about, Travis, having to deal with decisions because you're going to get, people are more vocal now mm-hmm. about some of this stuff to the point where, you know, it can, Man, they can create tension, serious tension. So, I think you know maybe another way to to rephrase it for me. What what I've experienced as a surprise is it's been unfortunately surprising how unprepared the church really is to handle crisis. Oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as you and I have preached on suffering, as much as you and I have preached on church unity amid diversity you'd think, okay, pandemic, we're still Christians, let's do it, you know, (laughs) but, but it, I mean, whether it's, you know, like you said, the polarizing uh, topics of how we should or shouldn't approach the situation uh, has led to a lot of um, unfortunate, nasty things on social media that, that we uh, stalk our people on and say, oh, why are you posting that, you know, come on, Um, and and it just grieves a pastor's heart, and so I think, seeing that me being really surprised at, at uh, how the church just really wasn't prepared on the other side of this now makes me want to go even harder to equip the saints for the work of ministry and uh, whatever crisis comes our way and how to respond with a Christian worldview, you know? So yeah. um, uh, one, one uh, example on our, our end, uh, uh, we had a church staff meeting probably, I guess we started our um, uh, drive-in services, I believe mm-hmm. three weeks uh, ago. Uh, uh, and we uh, remember that a uh, staff meeting well, because, you know, we were, we were asked to, uh, you know, talk to our, our folk within the uh, church and get the feedback, you know, as far as, you know, what did the, the uh, church can, 
constituency, how did they feel about a drive-in service? Um, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, we were, we were really surprised at how split, you know, that the church was, was, is this a good idea or is this a bad idea? Now, you know, you know, we are very, very thankful, you know, that we had, you know, no one say anything mean or nasty or take mm -hmm. to social media, you know, to, uh, to attack anybody in, in any way. So, so we're, we're really, really thankful for that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, you know, we had, you know, some good people, I mean, and I mean, good people, you know, say, you know, uh, 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 folk, you know, you guys can have, you know, your uh, pull up service, but me and mine will not be, uh, Attending. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, you know, really you've got no option, but to re respect that, yeah. uh, to, uh, accept that. Uh, and, uh, one thing that, uh, Dale, uh, touched on there, our, uh, worship, uh, leader in that very staff meeting, you know, three weeks ago, because, you know, the idea came up, well, you know, what are we going to do if we hold this uh, service outside, you know, and the cops show up to shut our service down, you know, you know, what are we going to do. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I raised my hand and said, I'm going to run. I said, y'all can hang out, hang out <laughs> if you want to, but, uh, uh, Love but, it. uh, but, uh, our worship pastor <laughs> said, you know, you know, to, to a touch on what, uh, Dale said, um, uh, he said, you know, I hate to see the day you know, when, when the church really has to suffer for wanting to come together and worship. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, that for us as a church staff that, you know, really, you know, settled us. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do this. You know, we're going to have this, you know, drive in, drive in uh, service, you know, but uh, you know, Dale, man, you are exactly right. You know, if the church were to ever have to face any real suffering mm -hmm. for coming together to worship our God, you know, you know, how, how would, our churches really look, uh, yeah. you know, if they were really going to come to our church and lock up, you, you know, people, you know, you know, who would, who would take that chance and who would take that risk? It, it would be pretty empty. I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and there are days, even from honest with myself, you know, Steve, you got four kids, man, and, and mm -hmm. you got to work. Can you really go to jail for your faith? And, and I hope and pray yeah. that, I believe personally, and I'm I'm have a tend to have a pretty dark outlook on the future. Like not not like you know right now, but like long term down the road, in my lifetime possibly. Um, you know, can you really afford to go to prison over your faith? And and I I hope and pray that the Holy Spirit gives me the courage to say, yeah, absolutely, I can't do anything else. But you know, I, and and somebody pointed out, I. Um, I'm trying to remember where I saw it. Just probably just floating around on social media. That's been a, a, a negative. I feel like I've had way more time just to look at that junk on social media. Yeah. And I've, I've got to set like healthy boundaries. Um, but this may have an un unintended benefit of, of sifting out some folks who were just along for the ride and, and, you know, hate to see them go because, because I want them to still come and hear the gospel because, you know, they, you know, there, there are people in here like my grandfather uh, went to church all his life and he was as lost as the day he was born until he was in his, uh, he, until he was just a couple of years before his death. I mean, heard, heard the gospel preached 
thousands and thousands of times and, and never submitted his life to Christ, never surrendered his life until, you know, he was within a few years of his death. Wow. And, and I, and I don't want people like that to stop coming, but they might, yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe another unseen benefit or, or well, know. whether yeah, we, whether we put names on it or yeah. not, the the church can only come out refined. The right. church can only come out better for having gone through this. Yeah. Right. Right. This this can only turn out for God's glory and no other way. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> when true. we come back, I feel like the people that are that are there are really the ones that want to be there, um, because there there's going to be some excitement about coming back and and things like that. But you know, there's there's studies out there that they're, they're not really sure whether or not when churches start live streaming, does their attendance go up or go down, you know, because then people get comfortable and there's people right now getting comfortable, just going to church in their pajamas, you know, and, and they're enjoying just being home live streaming and, and that'll probably continue for some. Um, so when a church begins to live stream, does the attendance go down physically possibly you know it's it's very possible and it studies show that but then there's probably a lot more as well that are also tuning in online so Mm -hmm. does does the attendance quote unquote increase or or decrease that's to be determined i think still with all this newness of of live streaming because it hadn't gone on all that long but and uh, and, and with that travis i I can't help but wonder that the you know, we always joke about the way that ministers count their attendance, right? And uh, we want it. We want to see those big numbers, and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know that that's one of the for me unfortunate things we focus on a lot is this numbers thing. But the truth is, every one of those numbers is a person that we're trying to reach yeah. with the gospel. But I can't help but wonder that the way we count is going to change coming yeah. out of yeah. this. Um, I know even now some of those I don't know, mega churches, if if I can use that phrase. Um, they, they talk in numbers of, uh, engagement, you know, and, and including online engagement, how many, how many Instagram followers do they have? Um, that is, that is a, um, what's the word? That's, that's a way that they understand who they're reaching. You know, mm-hmm. most churches just count how many people are in worship service and that's their, their measurement of, of success even or at least the measurement of how many people are reaching this is going to change that because now it's not just going to be i mean even in this moment you, you know you you brought it up earlier travis that you're you're looking to see how many people are watching your youtube videos that's mm-hmm. the only way we can know what kind of um impact we're having right now yeah and so even coming out of this you know i mentioned earlier we have this these number of folks were in our eight thirty service. These number of folks were in our eleven o'clock service, and these many views on our online service. That's going to be the language of, of way more churches uh, because of this, I think, than than ever before. Yeah, um, and it's just going to be part of it. It's going to be part of who we're reaching and how we measure who we're reaching. That, that's the phrasing I'm trying to find there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just hope people don't um, get comfortable. Um, or for lack lack of better words, I I hope people don't begin to forsake the actual physical gathering together. That I think is definitely a, a biblical mandate to come together physically uh, with a body of believers and a community of believers. I just hope people don't, don't give up on yeah. that. 
Well, if it's any feedback, if it's anything like the feedback I've been getting, our folks are longing to yeah. get back yeah. together right now. Yeah. So yeah. Um, hopefully that will continue. Hopefully that won't be, we'll get back two or three weeks and be like, you know, that was cool. Now I can go back to my PJs. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. That's right. We'll have to, have to uh, make sure we get out early enough for them to get that nap in uh, for sure. Um, and maybe it becomes uh, another demographic. You know, uh, we, we talk a lot about kind of moving uh, to, to different levels of engagement to, to keep using that phrase. Maybe, you know, two months ago we would have been talking, uh, talking to folks, Hey, you know, we're so glad that you come for our 11 AM service. Uh, we want to encourage you to come uh, for Sunday school. Um, we want to encourage you to come for Sunday night. We want to encourage you to come for Wednesday night. Maybe now it's, Hey, we're so glad you came to our 11 AM service. And if you're watching online, we would love to see you here in person. You know, if, if, if you're local to us, if you got somebody watching online from, I don't know, Oregon or something like that, they're probably not coming. We would encourage them to go to a local congregation to them. Um, but maybe it's just another, just another demographic that we, that we speak to and encourage to, to deepen their level of commitment in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, Dale, I wanted to, I wanted you to speak real quick. Cause I know you have been live streaming on Facebook has it been at least a year? I feel like maybe two, maybe the whole time you've been pastor there. Can you speak to, to your experiences having done it in kind of a regular fashion before all this? Yeah. Um, it is, uh, mostly been trial and error for the past year, just trying to figure out what's work, what, what, what works for us and what doesn't, um, you know, and, and up and down sort of, um, responses and views uh there'll be some sundays where our live stream is just shared like crazy and people from all over and everybody's family sees it Uh, and i'm always encouraged when i see you know like a certain name that i know my church people have been praying for like like it or comment on it you know that's that's really encouraging when i see something like that happen and so that kind of makes it a little bit more worth it um you know, some Sundays it feels like, why are we even doing this? You know, the audio doesn't work. Nobody can hear it. It is, you know, really poor quality. Um, it, uh, it, you know, it had like two views. What are we doing? Um, but, uh, you know, there, there are some Sundays where, you know, like I said, you, you get that, that person who you've been trying to reach uh, physically um, interact with a video like that and possibly hear the gospel if they listen to it long enough. So, uh, that's, that's been encouraging it. And, you know, we'll, we'll continue to do that, do this. Uh, we haven't taken off with zoom, uh, but, but we have started, you know, just doing midweek videos, which we weren't doing before. Mm-hmm. And those have had uh, pretty good in- engagement. And so, um, you know, nothing, I, I do have a, I mean, you know, as you mentioned earlier, uh, I think it was Chad that said it. I, I don't want to get too polished because, you know, right. I do want people <laughs> to I want people to be starved mm-hmm. for community by, by the end of this, you know, yeah. if we're five weeks in right now, you know, it might be another five weeks. We might be halfway through this. We might be a quarter of the way through this. I don't know, but I do want people to be starved for community yeah. by the time that we, uh, that we get done with this, which, which is why, you know, for me, um, which has nothing to do with the question you asked, but I really want to use the opportunity when we do get back together uh, advantageously, 
mm-hmm. uh, because we are starving for community. So what are we going to do to feed our people <laughs> and yeah, give absolutely. us a buffet of community? You know, we need to, to be careful. Obviously there's going to have to be, I think an integration period to getting back into, into worship gatherings. But, you know, I think this is an opportunity now where um, we want to, to really go the extra mile. Maybe we thought our church isn't ready for that next step, you know, but, but now they're, this is, if you're, if you're wanting to try something new, now is the time, I think, absolutely because they're, they're ready for it. You know, they're ready to get back at it. Hopefully they will be by the time we we meet together. again. Yeah. I've wondered that it will, you know, will we continue to do things similarly, you know, the same way? Okay. Well now we're all back together. Let's all do exactly the same format we did before all this, or, or will we change? Well, you know, who knows? Who, who really knows? You know, I, I'm not one to want to change for the sake of change, but I'm also not afraid to try something. And if it doesn't work, right. we'll stop doing it. You know, maybe like for me, I am an extrovert and I love, uh, <laughs> I was kidding. I don't remember, remember when it was, um, but I said something about uh, in one of our, I can't remember if it was a live stream or, or a, just a zoom meeting, you know, as a, as a church group, there's a, one of our deacons uh, and he's been a tremendous support to me here ever since I've came on. He's, he's a guy that knows how to make money and like, cause he's, he's, he's in business and he does a lot of charities and stuff like that. So he's, he's been hugely supportive to me and uh, he gives good hugs. Like that sounds kind of weird, but I love giving, giving him a hug. And, and I said that, I said, man, I can't wait to give Bronnie a hug, you know, cause I, I just miss that. I miss that. And he's got these big, you know, manly hands and we get the bro hug going. Anyways, um, I, I, I'm looking forward to that, you know, but I know there, my wife is one of them. She is an absolute opposite. She's like, look, I'm okay. If we don't ever hug anymore, I'm okay. If we don't ever shake hands anymore. And she's totally fine with that. And I'm like, no, I, I, I need that. So, and, and there's people on all, all places on that spectrum. Well, guys, I, it's been way past the time that I asked you guys to commit to, and I really, really appreciate you uh, coming. I have missed our hangouts um, and, and, and missed getting together. Um, and uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe this is something we've, Maybe not, you know, not recording for a podcast, but maybe just uh, we do a youth group, mm-hmm. a youth ministers hangout or a ministers hangout. It doesn't have to be youth ministers. Well, there's there's no there's not going to be a whole lot of planning going on right now. Right. You know when we're going to open up, but you know what? We could get together and do some encouragement this way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hugely encouraging to me. Uh, just just to hear that that we've had similar experiences. Yeah, you know, we've we've all had some of these similar concerns and and some of these similar issues, it's been encouraging. Um, it's been really good. Anybody, anybody else have anything they want to talk about real quick? Anything you want to plug while, while we're, uh, go ahead, go ahead. And, uh, while we're on here, I will, uh, I will, a couple of guys have had to leave. Um, let me pull up their websites real quick. Uh, Dale, uh, do you have, what's the best way for folks to, uh, reach you? Uh, we're going to go through and just name your church Name the, the best way they can uh, reach out to your church. Main Street Baptist Church in Spindale, North Carolina. We have a phone number. Okay. You ever heard of a, a landline? We have a, an actual landline. Whoa, calm down. Uh, <laughs> I know. Area code 828 
286-2291. But you can also find us online at www.mainstreetspindale.com. Nice. And you can learn a little bit more about us there. I like that. Oh, you actually got it. You actually sprung for a dot com. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, Joe, what about you, man? Um, uh, you can uh, find our church at uh, CMBCE, Campfield Memorial Baptist Church, Ellenborough is what that stands for. But uh, CMBCE uh, dot com. Uh, is where you can find the uh, website for our our church. Our church is also on uh, Facebook. Uh, just uh, search uh, Cantfield Memorial Baptist Church, and uh, that will pop up. Our our youth group uh, actually has uh, its own uh, a Facebook page, and you can find that uh, by searching CNBC Youth CNBC Youth on uh, Facebook. Uh, far as uh, far as uh, contacting our church, our church does have a landline. Um, uh, nobody has answered it when it's rained in several years, <laughs> but, uh, uh, so I do not know that, that number by heart, but, uh, uh, uh but, but far as, uh, contacting, uh, uh our church, uh, by phone, anyone can, uh, feel free to uh, call or contact me at, uh, 828-289-6671, 828-289-6671 or email uh, preacher man joe at aol.com my youth laugh when i tell them i've Still got an aol email oh yeah i got that when i was 16 years old and i'm kind of <laughs> i'm kind of rolling with it you know there so, i would yeah it's vintage now you can't let it go yeah yeah so how do you check your aol mail now uh, well, uh, I have to uh, to actually go out in the yard and call our <laughs> uh, homing pigeon in and uh, I actually tie a note to his foot and he goes to the AOL server and brings my messages back to me. Oh man. Does, <laughs> you have to tie it, tie it to one of those little CDs you used to get in the mail from AOL. <laughs> Scratch it on the CD. Send it off. So many free hours. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Howie was, how can, how, what's your church and how can folks find it? All right. So, uh, our website is www.thelibertypulpit.com. Um, we also have a Facebook page, Liberty Baptist Church, Ellenboro, North Carolina. Uh, you'll see a Facebook page for there. And then the youth ministry has their own Facebook page, uh, Salt and Light Student Ministries. Um, you can find us there. Um, and I have one of those ancient email addresses too, so. <laughs> It's uh, bellsouth.net. How many of those do you know that's Whoa, still around? Not a whole lot. <laughs> uh, it's my last name spelled L-E-D-E-R-F-I-N-D at bellsouth.net. Leader so, fund. And, um, we still have a landline at our church, and we do answer ours. Oh. 828 uh, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, Chad Dillard was with us. He had to, uh, to, uh, hop off cause he, his church, they are pre-recording their services and, and then they were going to start their pre-recording at seven 30. Uh, so he had to hop off. Uh, but they are at uh, second Baptist church in Rutherfordton and you can find them by going to second Baptist church.net. That second is the, the number two nd so two nd baptist church.net and i'm sure they're on facebook and you can find all their contact information from there um 
My church, Concord Baptist Church, is in Bostick, North Carolina, not Concord, North Carolina. A lot of people um, make that mistake. So, so we have uh, our website is cbcbostick.org, cbcbostick.org, Concord Baptist Church, Bostick.org. You can find us online uh, on Facebook, um, Concord Baptist Church, Bostick. Uh, we are on YouTube, Concord Baptist Church, Bostick. Uh, Instagram, CBC Bostick. Uh, my our youth group uh, Instagram is uh, Overflow CBC. Overflow is the the name of the youth group. Um, I didn't pick it. The youth group actually already had it when I got here, and uh, and I was threatened um, of being let go if I ever tried to change it. So I I love it, and uh, I love it because they love it, and uh, and so Overflow CBC on Instagram, and some other different ways you can find this podcast, another ministry podcast. It's not a podcast about another ministry. It's just another podcast about ministry. Uh, you can find it on anchor.fm slash another men cast or, uh, where most every most podcasts are found Spotify, Google podcast, uh, Apple podcast. Um, if you find us on Apple podcast, uh, and you feel so inclined, please leave us a like, please uh, share it please leave a, a rating rather not a like, um, please leave a, a rating. And, uh, as long as it's five stars, if we delete anything under five stars, no, I'm just kidding. Um, if you would love to share this with someone, I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, I want to uh, thank, um, Howie and Joe and Dale and, uh, my pastor, pastor Travis Laughlin, my good friend, uh, well, all these guys are my good friends. Um, but my, my good friend, Chad Dillard for joining us and, uh, and talking about ministry in these like weird, strange times guys. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, I look forward to the day when we can physically hang out again together. All right. Um, take care and give everybody a chance to say bye real quick. See ya. Bye. All right. All right. See you guys. Great. Uh, hopping on. Maybe something that we can talk about if we ever do this in the future uh, uh -huh. is uh, something called a uh, social media simulcasting. That's something that I've learned. Uh, but that's something that we can we can talk about later. Uh, uh, where I actually go live on Instagram and Facebook at the same time Ooh. on uh, Wednesday night with the uh, with the uh, youth group, and uh, so. And I've learned that most of my youth watch the Instagram live and watch most of my parents watch the Facebook live. Um, uh, and so, uh, so anyway, you know, but that is a conversation for a different day, but it, it is a thought uh, just to just kind of throw out there. Uh, finally. Good to see you guys. It. I great love it. That's a great thought. All right, guys, take care. Thanks for coming. Bye-bye. Uh, hey, if you've made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. I know it was a long one. Uh, but I hope that it was as enjoyable to listen to as it was to make. Um, I love these guys, and they love the Lord, and that's what it's all about. And so I hope that you enjoyed this. Please consider sharing. Uh, if you would, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, I would send you money if I could, but that's probably not ethical and maybe not legal. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, <laughs> just if you've would, uh, if you enjoyed this, please just send the link uh to uh, a friend who you think might enjoy it too. Um, so anyways, uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, thanks to uh, Chad and Howie and Joe and Dale and Travis. And I think that was everybody <laughs> for joining. Uh, we, we had a great time and uh, we just uh, 
all trying to do our best during these times that nobody's ever had to figure out this stuff before. So anyways, until next time, love, peace, and chicken grease.